Welcome into the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? Welcome in. It's week 16. The Texans are now going to close out the season with three straight AFC South games. First up, the Tennessee Titans, who these two teams faced back in week eight. The Texans, of course, lost that game. It's actually their only loss in the AFC South. So right now, as it stands, Texans are 1-1-1 one, one, and one in the division. Lovey Smith says they want to finish out the season with a winning record in the division. And the Tennessee Titans have really struggled as of late, too. When these two teams first faced each other, the Titans were on top of the division. Now they've dropped four straight. They've got a lot of issues. They're not really sure who's going to be starting uh, under center. Is it going to be Ryan Tannehill? Is it going to be Malik Willis? Now Malik Willis playing a little bit better than he was the first time these two teams met, which... That was his first NFL start, so he should play a little bit better. They've still got Derrick Henry, obviously, and uh, they've got a lot of injuries as they head into Saturday's game against the Texans. So a lot to get to with my good friend Jim Wyatt. He covers the Titans. I chat with him twice a year. He always offers some great insight. And, you know, even though these two teams faced each other back uh, earlier this season, a lot's changed. So uh, we'll get into some of those changes, including a general manager change, uh, a firing that is. First, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. We're going to go Behind Enemy Sidelines on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. We're going behind enemy sidelines this week with my good friend, Jim White. He's a senior writer for TennesseeTitans.com. Jim, we spoke earlier in the season, and when we did, these Titans were 4-2 and two in control of the division, and since then, things have taken a bit of a tumble. So what's the mood been like around there in Nashville these days? Yeah, it hasn't been great to be honest with you, because you're right. They were 4-2, and two and they were on their way to a, a really good start. I mean, they've won five games in a row, won seven of the, you know, seven of eight during one stretch, and it looked like they were on their way to competing for a top seed. And now, you know, after a four-game losing streak and with a rash of injuries, this team at this point is holding on. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. Three games left to play. The lead's down to one in the AFC South. The Jaguars are suddenly, you know, on a roll, and the Texans are going to play a role in how this division could could end. At least they potentially could, because they're obviously coming here to Nashville on Saturday. I know the Jaguars go into Houston, I believe, next week. So two big games for the Texans in this division, and but it's a big game for the Titans, and we'll have to see how things play out from an injury perspective. This team has just been banged up. A bunch of more guys went down this past week. I don't know what's going to look like, you know, on Saturday from who the starting quarterback's going to be or what the offensive line's going to look like. And Mike Vrabel's got the same questions as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the Texans are finishing out their season with three straight AFC South matchups, so they certainly will play a big part in what happens with the Titans and the Jaguars and this division. What do you think has been the biggest change since the last time these two teams faced each other? You mentioned the injuries, but has it been injuries? Has it been something else that's sort of – sent the Titans on this this downward spiral that they've been on? Well, injuries are a part of it, but I'm certainly not going to sit here and say that's the only reason this team hasn't been winning games because this team has not played well in some games, is not forcing turnovers like it did earlier in the season, is not getting pressure like it did earlier in the season. Yes, it had a couple it, – it, the, the, the pass rush came to life uh, a little bit in Los Angeles, but before that, you know, just not getting after the quarterback, missing Nico Autry has been a big part of that. 
the team went a long stretch. You know, they caught forced a couple of turnovers this past weekend. But before that, you have to go all the way back to January the 13th before they forced a turnover. So that was four straight games where they didn't do that. So the defense is, hasn't been as good, not making as many game-turning plays. The offensive line has had issues protecting the quarterback. There was a stretch there where Derrick Henry couldn't get, really have any running room. Uh, you know, they got blown out in Philadelphia. Um, didn't play well at all against Jacksonville. Let a game against Cincinnati slip away. So, you know, it's been a combination of a lot of things. And and now all of a sudden this team goes from being seven and three to seven and seven and um and desperately needing to win. One big change that occurred since the last time these two teams faced each other, and we saw it make big headlines one day, very suddenly when the Titans relieved general manager John Robinson of his duties. A surprising midseason move. Uh, you know, what can you tell us about? that decision, why it was made when it was, and and how much it's impacted the team maybe since the decision to let John Robinson go. Yeah, I mean, it's always interesting. I always think players are so resilient and they just keep on keep on plugging um, no matter what happens. And uh, and I certainly don't think that's a reason why this team has, has lost a couple of games. This team is not – I don't think it's been distracted by that as much as it just hadn't played very well. And, you know, that was a decision that surprised a lot of people, you know, especially the timing of it. I think, you know, to me and, – and John Robbins is a great guy. I think everybody agrees with that. And I think he really did a lot of good things for this organization. You know, he took over a team that was in bad shape, you know, had a winning season every year since he's been here. You know, he's responsible for Kevin Byard being here and for – Derek Henry being here and and certainly he's made he made some really good moves under his tenure. He helped change the culture of this franchise. But I think when Amy Adams Strunk, you know, really looked at the roster and looked at depth and looked at, at started projecting forward about certain positions. And uh and she just felt like this team was not where it needed to be now and moving forward. And she felt like, and she said it herself there, you know, she's not the type that's just going to kind of sit back if she feels like something needs to be done. She wanted to make the move and she made it, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And and now when the season ends, this team's got the decision to make on what to do at GM. But before you get there, you know, you, you want to finish as well as you possibly can. I hope the GM's picking as late in the draft as he, as he possibly can. But um, you know, in order to do that, you, you better find a way to start winning some games. All right, Jim, it seems like deja vu all over again, because I think the last time I talked to you, we were talking about the quarterback situation. Ryan Tannehill had not missed a start in I don't know how many consecutive games. And then he got banged up. And there was this whole, who's going to start against the Texans? Is it going to be Ryan Tannehill? Is it going to be Malik Willis? And here we are again in week 16, sort of having that same discussion because, you know, we saw Ryan Tannehill get carted off early in the game last Sunday and then re-enter the game. But what can you tell us about just the quarterback situation? It's a short week and, and how the Titans are planning on managing that against the Texans. Yeah, I'd get raised for that some of that same that same question to linger throughout this week because I don't think we're going to have an answer uh, until the very end of the week and maybe not even up until Saturday. We'll, we'll just kind of see how things play out. But, you know, Ryan Tannehill did – it looked bad when he initially got hurt on that first series in Los Angeles. He got carted off, as you mentioned. You know, later he said that the getting carted off was more, you know, had more to do with the distance to the X-ray room and to the locker room at SoFi 
and less about the injury, but he was clearly hurt. I mean, and, and seeing him after the game, limping around, leaving the stadium, let you know that, you know, yes, maybe he, he that maybe the cart made it look worse than it was, but it was still a significant injury. And now he, they're in the process of figuring out what he can do, you know, when he could do it. And uh, at the same time, trying to get Malik Willis ready to play. I mean, if, if Malik has got any benefit from the last time you've seen him, is he's now got two games under his belt, that game against the Texans, and then the following week against Kansas City. So he would be seeing the same team for the second time. And um, and I think I think the week will start with trying to get him ready to go and then just see what happens with, with Ryan. Yeah, Malik Willis, obviously not a big sample start. He got his first start when the Titans – played against Houston, but in that small sample size, what can you tell us about the growth that he's had and how you've seen him improve since the last time these two teams met? Well, I think when he came in the game on Sunday, I mean, it was quick, but, you know, I thought he looked pretty good. He was pretty decisive on his throws. He looked like he was pretty comfortable. You know, I, I think, you know, listening to Mike Vrabel and listening to Pat O'Hare, the quarterback's coach, who I know you know from the days in Houston and 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 Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, they all say they've seen growth from him during the course of the year. I mean, I think part of trying to get him ready to play on Sundays is trying to get him focused and and doing everything that a starting quarterback needs to do during the course of the week. And I think sometimes early on when I think he probably knew that he wasn't going to be a starter, he was just scout team guy trying to get better. He probably had more of a, you know, I won't say nonchalant approach, but I don't think you take it maybe as serious when you know you're not the starter. And I think one thing that hammered on to him was, hey, you've got to prepare like you're the guy, like you're this team's starting quarterback. you got to take control of the scout team. you got to do things that show you're a leader and, uh, and you know, take your job as serious as you possibly can. And I think he started to do that during the course of the season. I think they've been really happy with how he has matured. And uh, so I, I think, you know, they hope that that pays off on game days if that ends up being the case. Well, the Titans defense looks like they've stepped up even in some of those losses. What has been the strength of that Titans defense under Mike Vrabel? Well, when it's good, it's getting after the quarterback and, and creating turnover. When it's not so good, it, it's sitting, letting other teams sit back there and pick them apart. And that's happened lately. Like, didn't happen as much on Sunday in, in Los Angeles because I thought they did a pretty good job of of getting Justin Herbert really out of rhythm a little bit. You know, held the Chargers to 17 points and forced, you know, forced them to punt and and uh, really just didn't let them get unleashed like they had in some other weeks. But prior to that, you know, Trevor Lawrence came in here and played pitch and catch all day in a 36-22 win. Jalen Hurts did the same thing in Philadelphia the week before that. You know it's a bad sign when when the quarterbacks you face end up winning, you know, conference player of the week honors, and that's what Hurts and, and Lawrence did. So the Titans have got to get back to where they're playing with an edge. They're getting after the quarterback. They're creating turnovers. They're getting some playing with an attitude they're tackling well and um you know it's not easy it's easier said than done when you're missing some key guys and and the titans hope that they'll get zach cunningham back another former texan who's been on who's been out for a while i think he's edging closer they're hoping they get Danico Autry back, who's who practiced a little bit last week. I think he's edging close to. So they're hoping to get Trey Avery back, who's coming out, out of concussion protocol. But while those guys step up, other guys are potentially going to be out because of injuries. So it's just kind of like a, a game of revolving door. Game of, yeah, like <laughs> musical chairs, and uh, and you're some guys are grabbing a seat, and other guys are having to sit it out. 
All right, Jim, before I let you go, I heard that this could be the coldest game in Titans history. And I saw some of the temps. I know it's going to be really cold here in Houston, but the game is in Tennessee where the stadium is outdoors. What have they been saying about the weather out there? Is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? I know it's colder in many other parts of the country, but what have you guys thought about this weather forecast for Saturday? Well, it's crazy because, you know, usually I start looking at weather when we're going to Green Bay and when we're going to right. Foxborough or we're going to Buffalo, but, and, and you're asking guys about the weather there. That doesn't happen in Nashville often, but I, as you were talking, I was pulling up the weather app and it was beautiful in Nashville today. It's 53 degrees and sunny. But then it's also going to be 52 degrees on Thursday. But by Thursday night, it's going to be five degrees. Mm. And then Friday, it's 15 high, seven is the low. Uh, it looks to me like, uh, you know, pregame, it will be in the in single digits. And at kickoff, it's going to be in, in the teens. And wind chill is going to make it, you know, frigid. So, you know, Roger McCreary, the, the team's uh, talented young cornerback, was kidding about, you know, today about when he goes to the sideline, he's going to be playing, he's going to find the heater and stand close to it. You know, guys <laughs> that don't put icy hot or Vaseline on their arms to kind of keep it from their skin from cracking. Some guy will, will put on extra layers of clothing. I mean, it's it's going to be seriously cold. I'm already dreading going down to do some pregame TV before the game on Sunday or Saturday, I should say. So, I'll be curious to see how the fans, you know, coming off of Christmas or on Christmas Eve, I should say, is when that game is. Uh, just see how many people will turn out. I'm sure there'll be a few Santa guys dressed in Santa costumes and they're going to need <laughs> need that beard and every layer they can get that, not that day. I'm sure a Santa suit does keep you warm with the hat and the beard and all. Yes. I Jim might, I might to... even show up at the game in a Santa <laughs> uh, outfit. If you see Jim Wyatt doing his pregame hit in a Santa suit, you all know why. Yeah, but I won't be giving out any gifts. Yeah, I'll just be in the suit <laughs> to stay warm. All right, Jim, appreciate the time. Stay warm. Thanks so much. And a pleasure as always catching okay, up. Okay, thank you. A cold one indeed. I think when we all looked at the schedule when it came out, we thought no really cold games for the Texans, no snowy games in December. Still no snowy game, but really, really cold temperatures uh, like they are across the country. So a lot of games going to be played in cold weather. But for these two teams, pretty unusual that it's this frigid. And I thought Jim brought up a great point with the fans. What will the fans do? It's Christmas Eve. It's colder than usual. The Titans are on a four-game losing stretch. Will they come out and support? How loud will it be? Or are more people home for the holidays and they really want to see the Titans turn things around with a win? So to Jim's point, Titans have a lot to rely on when it comes to the Texans here for the remaining stretch. They need to win this game against the Texans. And then, of course, the Texans are playing the Jaguars, who are just one game behind the Titans for the lead in the division. So uh, they're going to be rooting to win this week and then rooting for the Texans to win next week. And the Texans really do want to play spoiler in this AFC South uh, competition as the season closes out with three games left. As for the Titans, they've got the Texans. Then they are then they are hosting the Dallas Cowboys, and then they will finish at Jacksonville. So wouldn't be surprised if that game gets flexed if it really comes down to it, and those teams are battling for the division title. All right, well, that's going to do it. Saturday kickoff, don't forget, noon. And uh, while you're watching Cozy from Inside Your Homes, you can also check out the pregame show, Texans Unlimited Live, presented by Verizon. Myself and Cecil Shorts will bring you the latest for the inactives, starting lineups, everything that you could possibly ask for, and you can ask fan questions as well. So we'll have all that for you on Saturday. Wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. 
whatever you're celebrating, all the happiest to you as we close out the season here with just a few games left. That's going to do it for the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Thank you for listening. And as always, go Texans.